0: Podcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, the city of innovation, education, and of course, Fenway Park, this is TI Clergy Corner, a weekly podcast that brings you timely, insightful, and impactful weekly sermons. In this episode, we'll hear a live recording of Rabbi Susie Jacobson's Kol Nidre Family Service Sermon delivered on Tuesday, October 8th, 2019, entitled, We Need Hope. Let's hear from our kids.
1: Yom Kippur! might have heard is all about apologies. So I'm going to start with some apologies from this rabbi. Parents, I am sorry, truly, for taking too long to respond to your emails. I'm also sorry for sending you too many emails. See how that happens? But in all seriousness, this is a terrible venue for strengthening our relationship. Please come make an appointment. We can talk about all the good things and the hard things. But tonight, I really want to talk to your kids. To the kids and teens in the room, I'm your teacher. There have been many times over the past year that some of you have apologized to me, or to Roberta, or to your teachers. I'm not looking at anyone in particular. No, no one in particular. Perhaps you might have apologized for running in the halls, for not listening or following instructions, for complaining about tribes. Should I go on? No. (laughs) I'm kidding. You're not so bad. Apology accepted. But tonight, I actually do want to do something different. On behalf of grown-ups everywhere, I want to apologize to you. I'm sorry for the times it seems that no one listens to you because you're just a kid. I'm sorry when expectations are too much. I'm sorry for dropping that on the floor. I'm sorry for those times when you're so tired you feel like you can't put another thing into your brain. I'm sorry for giving you such a complicated world. But in all fairness, I think that I was also given a complicated world, and your parents were given a complicated world, and so were their parents and their parents, a world that's sometimes filled with hatred, pollution, racism. Back, back, back for generations of people to when Adam and Eve left that garden, human beings have been making a mess of this world. It's in our very nature to make these mistakes. And that's why we have this holiday, so that once a year we can really reflect and think. But this is not the end of the story, because as I told you already, I believe in hope. Last week, Rabbi Slipikov taught a midrash that was so important, I want to tell it again. You ready? Okay. God wanted to give the Torah to a group of people, so God shopped it around. God took it to the Canaanites, and God was like, hey, do you want it? And they're like, well, we have a lot of gods, and we like them. And God's like, nope, sorry, not going to give it to you. And then God kept going. God went to the Phoenicians. God went to the Americans. No, they weren't invented yet. But God, God went all over the place. Do you want this Torah? Do you want this thing? Finally, God got to this group called the Israelites, and they seemed like a nice bunch, totally normal, not perfect with flaws, but you know, they bought into the whole one God thing and they were definitely interested in being a community. So God brought the Torah to them and to the leader Moses. And God was a good salesperson, really sold them on it. God said to them, I'll give you this Torah, but you have to prove to me that you're worth it, that I can trust you. So Moses said, you can trust us because of our ancestors. Our great, 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 great grandparents were awesome people. You can give us the Torah because we come from them. And God was like, no. Those people are gone. They can't take care of the Torah. I care about you. So the people said, okay, okay, we get it. We get it. You can give us the Torah because we have awesome leaders. Look at this Moses guy. Isn't he fantastic? And God said, no way. That knucklehead, uh uh-uh. What if your next bunch of leaders aren't good at all? What if a leader comes that's not trustworthy? A leader who says things you don't like, or a leader who doesn't care about the Torah? I'm not giving you this Torah for them. And then someone thought, and she stepped forward, and she said, I have an idea. You can trust us with the Torah, because we will teach it to our children, and they'll teach it to their children forever and always. These Jewish people will teach the Torah, and the Torah will allow people to change. The Torah will help us leave righteous lives. The Torah will help people speak up and speak out. We'll not just give them a bunch of laws. We'll give them values, culture, language, stories. And they're going to go off and make the world a better place. God didn't even have to think it over. God was like, you got a good idea, Moses. You got a good idea, friends. We're going to give you this Torah. But here's the root of my apology. And kids, I want you to really listen to me right now. We pass this Torah to you. We teach you the stories. And at your bar and bat mitzvah, we literally pass you the Torah. And we say, here you go. It's yours. This is your Torah. It's not just ours anymore. It's yours. But I worry sometimes that we don't listen closely enough to your voices. When you you challenge us, when you disagree, when you say something that we don't know, sometimes it's hard for adults to hear you. And we don't make it perfectly clear that it is yours, that this Torah is yours, and that you have to do something with it. That we're not just giving you these stories for fun, but you have a responsibility. So this is actually where my words are going to stop this evening. I know you're thinking, was that the shortest sermon I've ever heard in my entire life? No. Because tonight we're going to do something different. I'm going to stop talking. In fact, I'm going to sit down. And all grown-ups, for the next seven minutes, we'll stop talking. And instead, we're going to listen to a bunch of kids about what they care about in the world. We're going to hear some of our own kids give the speeches of some famous children who have been speaking up and speaking out, some prophets in our world. So first up, I want to hear from the wisdom of Greta Thunberg, environmental activist and educator. Can the Greta group come forward? My My
2: name name is is Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. I am 16 16 years old. I live in Sweden. My message is that we'll be watching you. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet I'm one of the lucky ones. People are suffering. People are dying. Uh, entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? For more than 30 years, the science has been crystal clear. How dare you continue to look away and come here saying that you're doing enough when the politics and solutions needed are still nowhere in sight. You say you hear us, and that you understand the urgency. But no matter how sad and angry I am, I do not want to believe that. Because if you really understand the situation and still keep on failing to act, then you would be evil, and I refuse to believe. The popular idea of cutting our emissions in half in 10 years only gives us a 50% chance of staying below 1.5 degrees Celsius, and the risk of setting off irreversible chain reactions beyond human control. A 50% risk is simply not acceptable to us we who have to live with the consequences. You are failing us, but the young people are starting to understand your betrayal. The eyes of all future generations are upon you. And if you choose to fail us, I say we will never forgive you. We will not let you get away with this. Right here, right now is where we draw the line. The world is waking up and change is coming, whether you like it or not. Thank Thank you. you.
1: Next, we will hear from Sophie Cruz. At six years old, one of the youngest immigration rights activists. Will the Sophie group come up? My name is Sophie Cruz.
2: We are here together, making a chain of love to protect our families. Let us use fight. Let us use fight with love, faith. And courage so that our families will not be destroyed. I also want to tell the children to not not to be afraid because we're not alone. There are still many people that have their hearts filled with love and tenderness to snuggle in this path of life. Let's keep together and fight for the right. God is with us. She said, brother, yes, we can. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you, guys. And finally, we hear from Malala Yousafzai, who suffered at the hands of the Taliban, but persevered, winning this Nobel Peace Prize, and said these words for her uh, her acceptance speech. Will the Malala group come forward?
2: My My name name is Malala Yousafzai, I am from Pakistan. Pakistan. Dear sisters and brothers, today is a great day of happiness for me. I am humbled that the Nobel committee has
0: selected me for this precious award. I am proud, well in fact, I am very proud to be the first Pashtun, the first Pakistani, and the youngest person to receive this award. Along with that, along with that, I am pretty certain that I am also the first (laughs) first recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize who still fights with her younger brothers. I want there to be peace everywhere, but my brothers and I are still working on that.
2: This award is not just for me, it is for those forgotten children who want education, it is for those frightened children who want peace, it is for those voiceless children who want change. I am here to stand up for the rights, raise their voice. It is not time to pity them. It is time to take action so it becomes the last time that we see a child deprived of education.
0: I have found that people describe me in many ways. Some people call me the girl who was shot by the Taliban, and some the girl who fought for her rights. As far as I know, I am just a committed and stubborn person who wants to see every child getting quality education, who wants equal rights for women, and who wants peace in every corner of the world.
2: Though I appear as one girl, one person, I am not an alone voice, I am many. I am those 66 million girls who are deprived of education, and today, I am not raising my voice, it is the voice of those 66 million girls. Sometimes people like to ask me, why should girls go to school? Why is it important for them? But I think the more important question is, why shouldn't they? Why
0: shouldn't they have this right to go to school? Dear sisters and brothers, today in half of the world we see rapid progress and development. However, there are many countries where millions still suffer from the very old problems of war, poverty, and injustice. Dear
2: dear sisters and brothers, dear fellow children, we must work, not not just the politicians and world leaders. We all need to contribute, we, me, you, well, it is our
0: duty. Dear sisters and brothers, the so-called world of adults may understand it, but we children don't. Why is it that countries which we call strong are so powerful in creating wars but are so weak in bringing peace? Why is it that giving guns is so easy but giving books is so hard? Why is it it that making tanks is so easy but building schools is is so hard?
2: Let us bring the become the first generation to decide to be the last. Let us become the f- first generation, generation that decides to become the last that sees empty classrooms, lost childhoods, and,
0: and wasted potentials. Let this be the last time that a girl or boy spends their childhood in a factory. Let this be the last time that a girl is forced into early childhood marriage. Let this be the last time that a child loses life in war. Let this be the last time that we see a child out of school. Let this end with us. Let's begin this ending together, today, right here, right now. Let's begin this ending now. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you to all of our kids who helped me give the sermon tonight. Yom Kippur is not only about apologies. That's what we teach you sometimes, but it's not necessarily true. And we don't just want you to be sorry for running in the halls or not listening to adults. Yom Kippur is about hope. We give you this Torah, and with it, we give you our hope. Hope for peace, hope for a better world, hope for more love. Tonight, we listen to the words of three famous young leaders, because I didn't feel it fair to put all of the kids on the spot to tell us what they really think. But each of you in this room could give your own speech. Each of you in this room could stand up here and tell us your vision for a better world. So this is what I want to ask. This is what I want to promise. I'm listening to you. We're listening. This year, come tell us what you're thinking. Come tell us what you imagine. Tell us what you want. If not me, tell your parents, tell your grandparents, tell your teachers at school, tell your friends, tell anyone. This Yom Kippur, we give you the Torah, not just to bore you, not just to make you carry something heavy. Instead, we want you to carry something heavy in your hearts, something that inspires you, and something that brings us all hope. Shana Tova.
0: Thanks for listening to T.I. Clergy Corner. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll visit our website, www.tisrael.org slash clergycorner. This has been a Temple Israel of Boston production. Join us next time for another episode of T.I. Clergy Corner.